Welcome to another fair game, Scientology fair game episode of our podcast. <laughs> I just keep talking until I get it right, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mikey. Hi, Lily. How's things today? All right. All right. Being positive. Excellent. Excellent. Things could be worse. There you go. They can always be worse. <laughs> All right. Do you want to introduce our guest? Of course. Right. Um, we we have someone a little different this week. Yes. A both a former Scientologist and also a professor of physics and electrical engineering. Those two things don't often go together. Having a professor of something and also a Scientologist, but nevertheless. Joining us today is Aaron Friedman, who is in Israel and is the has the official title of the head of the Schlesinger Knowledge Center for Accelerators and Radiation Sources. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. <laughs> just to let you know, there is a thunderstorm just started here. Okay. So I hope everything is going to be okay. Let's yeah. let's go ahead. Let's pray. Yes. All right. So a little history here. Both Aaron and his wife, Afra, um, are children of Holocaust survivors. Aaron served in the uh, Israeli Special Forces and got his PhD in 1985. You got into Scientology when you were in uh, Long Island, New York, for your postdoctoral studies in 1985. And the Long Island Scientology Church was uh, uh, where you got introduced, right? That's correct. Yes. What was uh what was alluring to you, Aaron? Because I've always, like Mike said, we don't usually have educated Scientologists in Scientology because I often say that if we were educated, there would be no way that we could uh, justify the nonsense that one is forced to read, as in the first book, Dianetics, and the and the second book, Science or Survival. And so, so what, what attracted you to Scientology, especially growing up in a strong uh, religious family, I would assume? Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up, yeah, indeed, I did grow up in a strong religious family. My dad was actually a rabbi. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I grew up in a religious town, grew up in a town called Neberak, which is one of the, at the time, was one of the two Orthodox towns in Israel. Mm -hmm. Today, there's more. But uh, I, I, Kind of turned my back to to Judaism, not to Judaism as it is. I'm not anti-Jewish or something like that, but I turned my back to the Judaism, Jewish establishment. I'd say probably when I was 12 years old, I, I kind of figured it wasn't for me. And my dad, even though he was a very religious person and a rabbi, he was also very liberal, so he did not give me any hard time. So I was on a path of of a spiritual, you know research right uh, for for a long time in fact uh, when i was 19 year old i read the, the book by uh, victor frankel uh -huh. uh, man looks for significance it was very impressive to me i was at at the time at the army man, man search for meaning that's on a one man search for meaning yes mm -hmm. it, it's it's in fact i'm, I'm recommending still this book same, to everybody same, that same that here me is, too yeah it's actually and I think he was an amazing person. But then, you know, when I got to, uh, <clears throat> when we got to Long Island for our postdoc, first of all, we were by ourselves. Uh, There's no family there. And uh, we, we had some, you know, we were married for three and a half years by the time we got there. And, and we had a little bit of issues with our marriage. And, and so, of course, I told you, said, we can help you with that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and we did the course uh, how to repair your marriage. Right, and uh, can, can I just insert something here because Mike Mike is laughing and you guys were laughing. I could see you laughing, but the uh, that is the hook, right, Mike? We're all taught to uh, say these things to people anytime. Uh, you know, I'm listening to a friend at lunch, coffee, whatever, and they say I'm having problems with my marriage or I'm not too happy, I'm not achieving my goals in acting. You know, we're trained to say Scientology can help you with that and sell, you know, this these seemingly innocuous secular courses like you're talking about that are, you know, 
$35, this is the carrot, right, Mike, that gets everybody in. Yeah, yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the introductory sucker punch. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Aaron. So you did the marriage course. So we did the marriage course. I, I have to say, I, I don't think that the marriage repaired our course, but I think we did repair, uh, the course repaired our marriage, but I think we did, we did repair the marriage. Obviously, we've been, uh, we celebrated in, uh, in uh, last September, we celebrated 40 years of, 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 of marriage. Well, hang on a second. Uh, you, you wanted to repair your marriage. Now, yes. if, uh, if, if, if I want to repair my marriage or Mike wants to repair or anybody listening, that is the first step towards repairing your marriage is actually right. saying you, and, and, and I know that sounds very basic, but it is the first step to assign yep. Scientology the reason for saving your marriage. I will have to disagree because yeah, exactly. you so. wanted to, <laughs> right? And, and two, had you gone to see a good marriage counselor, you would have saved your marriage. Had I said, hey, Aaron, listen, let me sit with your wife and hear what she has to say. And I would have said, Aaron, stop over talking her. I need you to start complimenting her. Listen to what she's saying she wants from you and stop being so hard headed. I would too save your marriage. Right. I, I, and I agree. You know, <laughs> if, if, if a couple wants to, to repair the marriage and want yes. to stay together, obviously the basic is there. Yeah. And, and, and they can do it. Yeah. And, 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 and I agree that probably going through a, uh, a, a real uh, marriage counselor would be a lot less brutal and yes. a lot more helpful. And, but, but anyway, we got into, and, and we, were, we were kind of lonely in, in, in Long Island. And, and Long Island, you know, for those of you who don't know, especially Eastern Long Island can get pretty lonely. Oh, I agree. I lived there for eight months, Aaron, so I know. Right. It, yeah. It's those Italian families that are tied together and they yeah. don't let anybody in. Yeah. And, and, and actually, we're socially very lonely. And, you know, going to the, to the Church of Scientology, which was at, in Islip at the time, you know, we yeah. had company, we had friends. In fact, there are other people from Brookhaven, other scientists from Brookhaven. Yeah, it gave you community and everything that you were used to growing up in Israel. Or growing up in a close knit family, it offers you a sense of community and a sense of belonging. And so, right. two things, Mike, that that would have already uh, sunk that ship, right? Lonely, out, you know, away from your family, and having, you know, marital issues, right? This is just a fair game to exactly, uh, yeah. And, and you know, since then, you know, I've done many courses in sociology, and then yeah. and there is one that's called the, semi the dissemination drill. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes. Mike, is, Mike is laughing. Uh, this is how you bring people to Santos. You find out what's bugging them and exactly, and you say, hey, you can help. Yeah, it's called, it's called finding the person's ruin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and, and, and we got in, and, and then they, they offered me to, to do auditor training. Mm -hmm. To be like a Scientology counselor, right? Right. And I did. And uh, honestly, I felt that I can actually help people. And sure. I felt that they did help people. And then they wanted me to do to uh, train as a case supervisor, and I did. And, and again, I felt that, that I could actually help people. Now, to be, to be quite honest, that, you know, if a Scientologist uh, will hear that, he's probably his ears will ringing. But I don't think I adhered to... Elron Hubbard's technology, you know, one-to-one, one one, you know, I kind of did a lot of times what I thought was right, right. And, not what, and not what he suggested. Because honestly, if you look on things like, if we go back to marriage counseling, it's brutal. Brutal. Right. Actually, Aaron, I, I think we should stop here for a second, Mike, uh, too, because uh, just to explain what the marriage counseling is, it forces you to tell your partner your transgressions in front of each other. And I used to subscribe to this wholeheartedly as well, you, Mike, uh, that we believed that no relationship uh, would survive if not telling all of your transgressions. Uh, however, since leaving Scientology, I am the complete opposite now. I think it's hurtful. And I think for the person hearing the person's transgressions, it relieves the guilty partner and imposes the truth onto the other innocent partner 
and uh, I, I don't think that all, all couples can survive that. What do you think, Mike? Well, what do you think, Aaron? I think very few. I, I think I think I think very few could survive that. Yeah. And right. therefore, what what I did a lot of times is after they had the session, I would take the, them in, in, either one one at a time or both, and kind of try to cure them, to heal them. Yeah. What actually happened in session? Right. 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 And and, and yeah. I think I was a lot of times successful, and in fact. Uh, there is one person you probably know, I don't want to mention names, it's not fair, but she's today very senior in, in the SEA organization in OSA. And, and, and she was one of the people that, that, that as a couple, they went through it. And we did save their marriage. And, and I'd say myself and the person who was, was auditing. Uh, but a year later, they, they got separated, that they're not together anymore. So they didn't work. But my point it is... It didn't work, not for in the long time. In this no, 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 no. And, and the other thing I want to mention too, Aaron, uh, and, and uh, I know your wife's in the room. I don't know if she wants to, to weigh in on this, but is uh, that the other person is upset, you're not allowed to be. So if you hear that your wife or husband has cheated on you uh, and you say you're devastated, you're crying, uh, you know, as, as somebody... Hi, Hi my love. <laughs> Gorgeous. Um, I, uh, you are not allowed to be upset. If you show emotion, tears, uh, sadness, the Scientology counselor turns it on you and says, there's no right to be fucking upset. Get your shit together. Right. You've done something similar or you caused your husband or wife to cheat on you. So really, this is your responsibility. You're you're upset because you did something that made you upset, not yeah. because of what you just heard about what <laughs> right. he or she did to you. Exactly, right. and then you say, and then you say to your auditor, actually, no, I've never cheated. Right? If it's the husband says, actually, no, I've never cheated on my wife, or no, I've never cheated on my husband. Uh, well, you've done it. Something you've done something. There's there's transgressions uh, that are overt, and there's trans transgressions that. You know, things maybe you didn't do. Maybe you didn't have sex with your husband or wife as much as you should have. So basically, it's your fault. And I, this is horrible and damaging. <laughs> anyway. I remember yeah. I remember running in the transgression of drinking a cup of tea. Yeah. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm yeah. joking. I'm, I, I no, joke I, you I not. get it, I, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I... I, uh, you know, they, they asked me the question and there was a read on the meter and they said, mm -hmm. well, what was it? I said, well, I was thinking about the cup of tea that I drank this morning. Okay, we were going to run that. So that was a big progression, transgression, <laughs> drinking a cup of tea. <laughs> right. Yes. And this is all on a lie detector, the Scientology lie detector called the e-meter. Right. And it's, it's, it's awful. But anyway, go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. So I learned, I learned very fast how to cheat the e-meter. So I, I became a case supervisor. <laughs> In fact, I was, I was the, uh, a senior case supervisor of the Long Island Org. So you oversaw you oversaw people's uh, Scientology. All counseling. the counseling. Uh -huh. All the okay. counseling. In fact, I, I oversaw the the other case supervisor. And then, how long were you were you here? I mean, really, how long were you a Scientologist? Because I really want to get to twenty five uh, years. Twenty five years. Twenty five years, and, and then I started the company. Mm -hmm. a high-tech company mm -hmm. and and uh, <clears throat> they convinced me to to move the company to uh, to Clearwater because uh, I would need a lot of help with the company mm -hmm. and our company was uh, taking care of uh, uh, securing uh, communication and and there right there was the first problem with Scientology mm -hmm. Because our main customer was the government, mm -hmm. and and they had a hard time with with me being a Scientologist. Mm -hmm. I was working with a uh, with government intelligence agencies. In mm -hmm. fact, one time I even made a pitch to Mike. Mike was the head of OSA at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, in, in LA. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. That's okay. And, and uh, so anyway, we moved to Tampa. And, uh, and, and first of all, there was a problem. There was really a problem because uh, the, the government has, and rightfully so, 
a big distrust of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so, in fact, I, I actually, here in Israel, I, I gave a briefing to the, uh, the people in Israel that uh, uh, are responsible for uh, classification of, of, uh, of people mm-hmm. and why they should not allow Scientologists to receive uh, security clearances. And, and, and how they should actually find that somebody is a Scientologist. And, uh, and, and so they, they actually had a hard time with it, but they did not have much choice okay. uh, because I developed the technology that they needed. Mm-hmm. And, and so they always, but, but the other problem that we had, so we moved to, to basically to Tampa. I, I lived in Clearwater, but the company was in Tampa, was Rocky Point, which is an island between uh, Tampa and, and Clearwater. And, and, and the company was uh, basically our main, main uh, customer or customers was the U.S. government and other governments, and which for Scientology, that was a big no-no. Mm-hmm. And, but that, that was one thing. But the other problem is that I found out that they kept trying to infiltrate the company Mm-hmm. And it kept trying to tell me how to run the company. And, you know, basically there is the admin tech. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I read the admin tech. And here, yes, I did put my hat as a scientist. My, and I said, guys, this, this, this admin tech contains a lot of self-contradicting information. Mm-hmm. One place it tells you to do this, and then it tells you to do that. So you can't do this and that at the same time and be right. <laughs> And if you look in the organization and see how awfully they're managed, <laughs> you say, I can't run a Fortune 1000 company with, or a Fortune 5000 company with this admin tech. Right. Uh, but they, they kept trying to infiltrate. They kept trying to send, you know, engineers and, and, and administrative, administrative people to try to get jobs. And, and, and it became an issue. Mm-hmm. And, and so... I hired a, 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 an HR person who actually had a degree in HR. Yeah. And it, it turns out she was a Scientologist. Uh-huh. Uh, but she came and she warned me. She said, you cannot really employ Scientologists because you see what happens? You have this met some amazing. of the rare Scientologists on the <laughs> exactly. planet. Hey, she was declared. She was yeah. declared. Oh, serious. well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's not there anymore. In fact, she was, she was declared. Before me, I even. All the good ones are. All the good ones yep. are. Yeah. Right. And I believe she was declared even twice. Ah, so, twice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she was declared, and then they told her it was a mistake, and then she was declared again. Right. So she said, look, you can't. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Because what would happen is some, some I don't know, the cleaning lady was right, would write a knowledge report on me. And here right. I am, a Scientology the chief executive report. officer. <laughs> yeah, the chief executive officer of a company that employs more than a thousand people. Uh-huh. And I go to the to the ethics office and have to spend hours explaining something that I did that the cleaning lady did not like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and at one point, I said, "Guys, you know, enough of that. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going, Aaron." I just have to interrupt because there there is a, an underlying fundamental point that I think we should make that that I know is very obvious to you and me and Leah, but may not be obvious to all of our listeners, although the ones that listen to every program, certainly. The fact of the matter is that every Scientologist is a Scientologist first. Right. They are an employee or a husband or a wife or whatever else second. So if you hire a Scientologist in your company, they will do what is good for Scientology before they will do what is good for their own child, their own child or the company. And I, I, I'm certain that this is what you told the security forces in Israel or whoever it was that you briefed about why they shouldn't give security clearance to Scientologists. It's because their their dedication and their Their loyalty. loyalty is first 
to Scientology and nothing else comes close to second. So it just is like, I just wanted to make that point in yeah. case anybody didn't totally understand why we laugh. That's why you can't hire Scientologists. So this woman said and said, and said look, I will, I will interview. Now, you're not allowed in the United States to ask a person, are you a Scientologist when you, in, in a job interview? Right. And you're not allowed to tell him, I'm not hiring you because you're a Scientologist. So she, so she said, look, I will interview and I will know how to recognize Scientologists because I know the language. And they know that I'm Scientologist. So they'll discuss, they'll talk to me in the language. They'll use ARC break and, and you know, those terms that I yeah, use right. with Scientologists. And by the way, Mike and, and Aaron, but Scientology is allowed not to hire and fire people. No, Scientologists are allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, right. They're allowed to discriminate <laughs> because we're not Scientologists or we're considered enemies to Scientology. We can't even walk into Scientology Park no, in Clearwater, Florida. In yep. fact, I tried to do that at the org in Israel. And? <laughs> when we just arrived, I wasn't even declared yet. And they said, you have and to leave. And we wanted to the org, and they actually gave us a tour. Mm-hmm. And then they said, you know, uh, we got a... An urgent phone call while you're in the tour here saying that you guys are in a dead dead file guy, something, Mm -hmm. some terms that they use. And and, and we need to talk about it. I said, guys, I'm not talking about anything. I said, you cannot hold me there and we're walking and we walked off. Uh, But yeah, exactly. They're discriminating left and right. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that if I go back to, to let's say, to, to the how to repair your, your broken marriage or how mm-hmm. to repair your marriage, it's very misogynistic. Oh. The, the opinions there are, are extremely, there, there's a book called The Marriage Hats. It mm-hmm. was written by Mary Sue Hubbard. Sue Hubbard, yep. So I right. still have mine. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, you know, the woman is responsible for the household and, 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 and she's responsible and looking, for... And looking pretty when her husband comes home. Yeah. And, and, looking, and looking pretty. He and, could look like shit. <laughs> right, right. It's very misogynistic. Now, for me, uh-huh. that was kind of a... I, I never thought that way. You know, I, you know I, I grew up... Yeah, I grew up in... in it's true, I grew up in a, in a Jewish environment. But my father and my mother were very loving couple. You know, there were, there were people that met right after the Holocaust and they had a bond that was iron forged. Mm-hmm. It, it was amazing. So there was, there was like total equity between them, even though my mom was a homemaker. But sure. But still. Boy, be, yes. Being a homemaker is a full-time job. And, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yes, yep. it, it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, so the one problem was this, this, constant attempt to actually get into my business and and which i actually had to fight not because of the good of me and my company but basically i was working for, for governments right. and, and and you work with u.s intelligence they don't want scientology to know what's going on there oh no and scientology wants to know what's going on there yes <laughs> and they definitely want yes and yes. uh you know, so, so, so that's one thing. And then, uh, and, and so there's like this constant, constant attempts to like, tell me how to run the business and, and try to send people. There will be all the time because we hired a lot and, and all the time we get, we get people, we get engineers, we get, we get secretaries, we get people. And, and I would get calls from uh, from from all sides to say, you know, this bad person that works for you, she's not right. You should fire her uh, because she's the anti-scientologist. So she's an guy. So you know, I'm sorry. Don't call me. I'm the CEO. Call 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 her boss. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. But you know, you're responsible. I said, guys, I'm sorry. I'm running a company with with thousands of employees. I'm not. I don't have access to every employee. Of course, I could, but that's the issue. it's interesting that a church is involving itself in your day-to-day practices in your business right. and calling you and telling you who you should fire and not yes. work with and 
it, it the 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 but it's against the law, right, Mike? To to it's absolutely against the law. Yes, absolutely. But Scientology is anyway. Go ahead. That that's wog law. That's yeah. wog law. You we don't we don't we don't subscribe to wog law. Right, right. And and then uh, there was the uh, this article. What was it in 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 the Tampa Bay Times at the time? Now it's St. Pete Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, where with with Mike. And uh, the truth, Marky Rathman, and all that. So mm-hmm. the truth, random, right? And so I, I had this article at that time. Of all, both both Ofra and I were kind of starting to have the, the, the cracks in our, you know, with all these attacks by by Scientologists, and, and we started having cracks in 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 our belief, you know, mm-hmm. because the first first you tell yourself, you know, it's not it's not Elwin Hubbard, it's 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 the way it's implemented. It's, it's that, yeah, right. And then, it's who's running it's it. It's a mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody went through the same mechanism. Yeah. And but but we started having cracks. And 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 then you know, the, the there was the ideal org program. And I said, look, you know, I, I worked in ORs and I said, ORs are not buildings. It's it's all about how you you handle, are you able to help people that come through your doors? Mm-hmm. If, if you help people that come through your doors, you know, listen, I build them multi, multi, you know million dollar company from scratch and you can do that if you are giving people what it is that they need delivering and what you promise that you can help exactly people. yeah and, and and they kept they keep not delivering what they promise and, they and keep... making it about buildings mike do you want to explain right. what the ideal org uh, uh pushes because they're still doing it today it was a terrific invention by david miscavige that served a number of purposes three in fact one it put the responsibility for the state of Scientology organizations onto the public, meaning Miscavige turned around and said, everybody needs to raise money for their local organization to buy a new building that will be big enough to be at what he called an ideal org. And that shifted the responsibility for whether an organization was quote, ideal or good, Mm -hmm. from the management of Scientology to the public. Because if they didn't have or hadn't raised the money to buy a new, nice, shiny building with marble floors, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. they weren't ideal, so therefore they weren't succeeding. And that was the fault of the people who hadn't given enough money. Now, these are people who are paying for their Scientology services already. Correct. Okay. Which... According to the policies of L. Ron Hubbard, the exorbitant prices of Scientology services, like, you know, $1,000 an hour for auditing, is in order to make it possible to provide the building and the auditors and the people that are necessary to deliver those services. But the second reason was it was a way of channeling f- cash into tangible assets because Scientology was making too much cash and that is a violation of tax-exempt status. You can't just be making profit, making profit, and accumulating it. In theory, you're supposed to be providing a public benefit with the money you make as a tax-exempt organization one of the expenditures that is an acceptable expenditure to the IRS is purchasing property for providing the services to your parishioners and the public at large. The IRS is never able to look into whether those buildings are empty or actually needed because that would be a violation of the First Amendment, its excessive entanglement of church and state. So. The third reason was for public relations, which was to now be able to say, look, world, Scientology is flourishing. Scientology is expanding. Look at all these new churches we are opening, and all they are is empty buildings. So that is the ideal org program, and it continues to this day, and it has raised literally 
hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for Scientology from people, many people who couldn't afford to be giving the money, but, you know, undergo high-pressure sales techniques. The Ideologue Program and the International Association of Scientologists took Scientology fundraising to an entirely different level of insane, we're going to get credit cards for you, we're going to get you to get a second mortgage, we're going to put the squeeze on you. So anyway, that's what the Ideologue Program, a rather long-winded, but I know that in Israel at the time, we were not in Israel, but we talked to Israeli psychologists at the time. And, you know, people would take a second mortgage on their house. And all the banks already knew about the IDLR program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in fact, I think there were psychologists that were working in the bank and they were kind of facilitating mm-hmm. those loans, at which I don't know what's happened with those loans today. I, I, I don't know if these people are doing anything with it. But anyway, we started having cracks. And we actually decided to move to Sarasota. I started a new company in Sarasota. Uh, by the way, company still exists. It's, it's a chocolate factory. It's uh, not a high tech, even though the chocolate, it's kind of a high tech chocolate. It's a chocolate that I, I have patented that. Uh, no sugar, no artificial sweeteners, but it is sweet. Ooh, what's the name of it? What's the name of it? It's, it's called Healthy Chocolate. Nice. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we don't own it now, but we, we, I, so I decided to move it off. We decided to basically go quite far from, from, from Clearwater and we moved to Sarasota, uh, where Sarasota does not have a lot of Scientology in it. Yeah. And, and, uh, but we still kept in touch. We still were going once a week up to, to Clearwater. And in the New Year's of 2012, there was a New Year event and we came home and we we're kind of, uh, I'd say kind of depressed because all they could talk about is this ideal or program, which was myself and Ofra uh, could not really believe in that program. We could not bring ourselves to, to believe that a church needs a program like that. Right. And, and I got home and I opened my email and it was already obviously 1.30. And I saw an email from Debbie Cook, uh, the famous email from Debbie Cook we should put that up because uh, oh, of course. My, my husband received that email and who forwarded to me. And that started my uh, searching, like you were saying. I, too, saw the Tampa Bay Times article and then the Debbie Cook email came. That email from Debbie Cook started me thinking. And I'm going to tell you why, if people don't know. Uh, Debbie Cook is a former senior executive of Scientology. Not only of Scientology. But the hub of Scientology, the, the shining example of Scientology in Clearwater, Florida, called FLAG. And I was like, uh, Mike and Marty and Debbie Cook, ooh, this is getting weird. And the response from Scientology when I inquired about it was to attack me, put me into immediate interrogation. Why am I looking? Why am I attacking my church? Why am I contributing to enemies of Scientology? Why am I wanting to take the side of my enemies and not side with my church? And so it begins, right, Mike? Like, Mm -hmm. you're not even allowed to look. And you're not even allowed to inquire. And I would say, why is Mike Rinder, the former senior, like, executive, like, I used to salute Mike as a parishioner. We had to get up and clap for this man in his uh, pretended uh, imposter uniform uh, of the you know, United States military. Uh, uh, Navy. Uh, you know, Navy. And uh, yeah, uh, what, uh, uh, why is he gone? Uh, he's a fucking asshole. He's an enemy. He's an abuser. Well, wasn't he all these things in Scientology? You just found this out? And the answer is yeah. always the same, right? That person is horrible and evil and don't even bother, Leah. And now we're going to look at you. And I'm sure the same happened with you guys if you ever mentioned anything or inquired. Uh, actually, I think I was a little bit more scary to them mm-hmm. uh, because I had a lot of motion in the U.S. government. And yeah. it was kind of scary to them. So I saw the email and it was 1.30 at night and I picked up the phone and I called Debbie Cook. And I said, I just got your email. Tell me. And she basically said, Whatever there is, 
and there is more. And he, she said, if you want, talk to my husband, Wayne, Wayne Baumgartner, because we were friends. He was, you know, because I was a celebrity. He was taking care of me when I was right. coming to get services. And, uh, and so he said, she said, talk to him. And they were like in the middle of the night. I mean, they were an hour behind us because they were in Texas. Uh, but still, it was after midnight. And then a, f- a week later, I'm getting called to Austin. And uh, our friend, and I will mention name, Kathy True. <laughs> I, I, I call her Kathy False. Yeah, I call her Kathy. Yeah, that's the same, I, the same thing. <laughs> I, I even write her, write her an email, emails from time to time, and I start with Kathy False. <laughs> so, but, but here is the, the interesting thing. Uh, and uh, we, we went, Ofra and I went, she, they called us. And they were trying to, to convince us that what Debbie wrote was not true. And everything, every piece of so-called evidence that they showed us was, was actually convincing us the opposite. Because they said that Ray Mitnoff is not, who was, was senior management, was not involved. Yeah, he wrote a, 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 an affidavit that he, was, he, is, he is very involved. But right. hey, you don't see him at events, you don't, so so it's like, what's going on here? So, but then she did something really, really weird. She showed me an email from that Wayne Baumgarten sent her, that where he describes how Debbie Cook was actually tortured in the what's called the what was the, the, that that prison called in the hall. He actually explained very, very illustrative and very explains what was done to her. And I'm like, here's a person from Osa who's mm-hmm. like, for me at that point, she was like the, the embodiment of evil. Yeah. And, and she's showing me that. And I said, what is going on? And I looked her in the eyes and I said, why are you showing me that? And I said, is it true? Said, said, no, of course not. I said, you know, it sounds like true. <laughs> it reads like true. Yes. And I, yes. as she said, I'm showing you that because I want your advice. Because you know how to handle those PR crises. I mean, being the CEO of a big company, you know how to handle that. So tell me what, do, what we do. I said, I tell you what you don't do. I said, you don't get this woman to testify against you in court. Now, we're talking about Kathy. We're not talking about we're not talking about Debbie Cook right now. We're talking about Kathy True. Yeah. Don't get Debbie yeah. Cook to mm-hmm. testify in court. Don't put her on the stand. For uh, sure enough, two days later they do exactly that. Of course, because they know better. They have Scientology administrative <laughs> right. tech and fair game tech. Yeah. And and they were slaughtered. When she gave this testimony, I don't know how many people left Santosi because of that testimony. Oh, I know, Mike. And you should post those videos, Mike. They're- oh, I will. I will. Yeah. I'm, I'm making a note here. And, and you look at that woman and you can see that she was tortured because yeah. she looked very unwell. And, 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 and you look at the face of the judge and the judge was shocked to hear all that. And the judge believed her. And, and, and after one day of testimony, the judge, they, 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 they shut off, they close for the day and they start tomorrow. And they, of course, remove, remove the, the lawsuit without prejudice, mm-hmm. uh, and which means they cannot repeat the lawsuit anywhere, anywhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I kept in touch with, with Debbie Cook. And at one point, Debbie said to me, listen, they're offering me, offering me a settlement. And I said, you know what, Debbie, you should take it because... Mm-hmm. You suffered so much. You've yeah. done your part. It's mm-hmm. the Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. You have done your part. Mm-hmm. And now you should take it because there's going to be money there. And, and, and you, you need the money to take care of yourself. And, and, her, and, and her family. Because at the time, you know, we should tell you, when you leave the Sea Org, you have no pension. Right. Nothing. You've served 25, 30 years. You're leaving with maybe, what, $5,000, Mike, in your pension? Fifteen thousand they gave her. Uh huh. And uh, you know, you you have no education. You have usually cut off everybody in your life uh, that could possibly help you that were not Scientologists by that time. 
you have no uh, job uh, to, you, know, you, you have no resume. And so, yeah, I could understand why uh, some people had to take this and then, and therefore uh, silenced. Well, you know, I, I, I was, I, I was, you know, having seen her condition and having talked to her, oh, yeah, yeah. I felt for her. I've and understood. I yeah, no, she made a big sacrifice. Basically, she lost her business because yeah. she didn't manage to build a business, mm-hmm. but they went after her business. Of course. And she lost her business. And the settlement, honestly, they swore me not to say what it is, uh, but it was quite generous. Uh, she actually had to leave the United States for three years. Mm-hmm. But more important, Aaron, she was the defendant in that lawsuit. Yes. She was yeah. not the plaintiff. Right. Yeah, but she did counter. Scientology came to her to settle. Mm-hmm. This is not the usual. Mm-hmm. This is we're going to crush you and we're going to keep crushing you until you're ground into dust. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. She turned tables on them. Like you said, Aaron, got out. Like, there wasn't going to be anything better that was going to come from that lawsuit. The best came out. The the toothpaste was out of the tube. It was a done deal. And now they're begging to get out. What did she have to gain by continuing to to be involved in a lawsuit as a defendant? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, But being the person that she is, she was having a hard time with that. And, and and so I, I I feel maybe other people did too. I felt I put their mind at ease and said, look, you know, you're sick. Mm-hmm. You know, you did your job. You did a fantastic job exposing this this evil thing. And and you know, take care of yourself now. If they give, they give you money, you can build yourself back with the money. Mm-hmm. You can build your you know. And honestly, her her, her husband went Bamberton, which you know they kept together all through the time, and they're still together. Listen, they. They can build themselves their, their their marriage back. They can build everything back, and and fine. I mean, why why does she need to carrying on suffering when she only made the sacrifice? And and you know there was also uh, something that so so meanwhile I went back, Patty. The guys, you're nuts. Didn't didn't I tell you that that's the one thing you should not do? And look what you, look what happened. And mm-hmm. I said, you think it's your money to give away? It's my money that you're giving away. It's yeah. my donations that you're giving away. Yeah. And now I understand why you're taking those donations from me. Right. And of course, that already put me in the path to uh, to being declared and, and Ofra. Uh, of course, they, they took Ofra and they tried to convince her to leave me. Your your wife. They tried to yes. convince your wife to leave you. And I yes. know we say these things in passing because that's that's the Scientology way. But if we just hear about this story, right? Like it is a church using it, uh, raising millions and hundreds of millions of dollars on top of the money that they get from parishioners from their 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 preset price list just to be a Scientologist, and they raise money for buildings that are remaining empty. And if you can imagine what uh, the condition America is in with our homeless, with people needing organizations like churches that have tax-exempt status to give back to the community. If you walk into any church of Scientology, I urge you to do this, walk in and see that these buildings are empty because what they're doing, and I think you guys brought this up, was these buildings are used to sell us, not even the public, us, the remaining people in Scientology, that Scientology is expanding. It's expanding, they're saying, because so many people are coming in. We can't keep up, right? And that's not true. These buildings are literally empty. They are museums, basically. And this is parishioner money. This is tax-exempt money that could be being used for the communities that they're supposed to be serving which is, again, why I think the IRS needs to do something about it because they do nothing of the sort. And they go in, and then they try to destroy uh, the employees of Aaron's business, right? Like, hey, she's a mom working, but she's not a Scientologist, so we want you to fire her and destroy her life. And then 
Now he's out and they want to break up this marriage. I mean, it's ins- like the amount of damage. This is just, this is not the exception to the rule. This is everyday Scientology, everybody. Everyday yep. Scientology. And, and, and also, don't forget, they keep coming to you and say, you know, that person that you is, is a friend of yours, he's not really a friend of yours, he's a bad person, you should kick him off your Facebook, you should kick him off. And, and I kept telling them, guys, you're not going to tell me who my friends are going to be. You're not going to tell me that. They did the same thing with me. And I kept telling them, even when I was a Scientologist, in in so-called good standing, I kept telling them, I'm sorry, guys, you're not going to tell me who my friends are and and aren't. Yeah, so I I said, I decide who my friends are. I said, this is an addict that that my, my, uh, my, my dad always said. He said, family, you don't pick your family, but you pick your friends and you go with your pick. You don't... If you have a friend, you pick a friend, you make sure that he keeps being your friend. And so somebody comes and tells you, no, 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 he's not really because, you, you know, another celebrity, uh, they, they called me and said, no, no, he's, he's, he's very good. And they start, he's very bad. They start citing me his sexual preferences. And I said, guys. Where do you get that that material? You get it from his folder. I, I, I don't his confidential say... sessions. Right. I said, I'm not going to say the name, but the very fact that you're telling me my friend's sexual preferences, which, by the way, are not that crazy or not that bad, but for them, that's like... <laughs> no, no, no. For Come them, on, it's like they, they have no moral compass, Aaron. They just were trying right. to... They, they, they don't, don't, don't pretend that they sit on some moral ground. They... They right. honestly were just trying to get you to disconnect from him, and they thought that might be your right. button. One thing I actually gave them a written notice. I said, you know, I'm now back in Israel. I'm an Israeli citizen. And in Israel, there is something called the secrecy law. And the secrecy law says that if something was divulged in secret uh, in, a, in a religious sector, right, it's actually a crime to reveal it. So I said, anything, good or bad, that you will reveal about me will fall right under the secrecy law, and I'm going to the police with it. Oh, those are fighting. Or my family, uh-huh. my family that's in Santology, and my family that's not in Santology anymore. And I gave them that, that notice, and, and they have not published anything about me. I, I'm sure they talked to people, and they did say, like, you know, you know. Oh yeah! Oh, they destroyed you. They destroyed you and your wife. I, I, I'm but, sure but, they did. But 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 Mike uh, and and Aaron, we also have that law here in America. But uh, nobody seems to care. Yeah, nope. they, no, <laughs> nobody well, seems I to know. care. <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> but uh, you know, even in politics here, you know, somebody was talking. Uh, you know, there was there was the rabbi disclosed something that a, a political uh, candidate told mm-hmm. him, and obviously. It violates the secrecy law. But still, I gave them this, this you know, they do, they do care about those. If you give them very direct threats, it kind of scares them. So, you know, you appeared on uh, Israeli national TV. You were talking about cults yes. uh, and Scientology in December 2000. I, I appeared several times. And thank you, by the way, Aaron, thank you for doing that work because, you know, we always want to support people who are exposing Scientology right. for what it truly is. And uh, I also wanted to talk to you about because uh, you, you actually are an expert on, on radiation. And uh, right. one of Scientology's uh, entrance points is a thing called... Um, All about radiation. <laughs> well, that's a book that, 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 Elrond, uh, uh, that, that you can no longer find, but I have it. Um, but, uh, but the first entrance to Scientology, one of the major entrances, uh, is called a purification rundown. Right. And uh, this is what this is based on, the purification rundown. Uh, they were doing it, and I was supporting it left and right uh, for Tom Cruise's foundation uh, with the, with the, um, the first responders of nine 11 uh, sponsored a lot of um, <clears throat> firefighters to go through this program. And, and the basis of it is that uh, we are exposed to radiation from televisions uh, from children. And uh, you know, you, you sit in the sauna for five hours, children 
do this program, Mike, and you might want to put that up there on your website. You take mega doses of niacin. Niacin, yeah, and it's extremely yeah. dangerous. Um, yes, especially, especially for children. And you know, you sit. You, there's a requirement to sit in the sauna. Uh, you have to do it five hours a day, uh, uh, religiously, and you sit there and sweat out supposedly this radiation. What do you think of this program? Well. First of all, just so you understand what I do know about radiation, I, I, one of the things that I do as part of the center is I run a school for what's called radiation safety. Uh, in, in Israel, there is a function of what's called the radiation safety supervisor, which every place that uses radiation, it's part of the job. Let's say a train station that has a, you know, they check people, whether the people carry guns, stuff like that, you go through x-ray. And you have to have a radiation safety specialist and I'm actually today signed on the diplomas of most of those people. So, you know, I'm the head of, of, of that school. And uh, so a little bit I know about radiation safety. So I tell, I'll tell you that. First of all, that we're, we're bombarded with radiation, uh, that, like he claims. It's not exactly true. In fact, uh, we know that a little bit of radiation we need you know, we need this ultraviolet radiation from the sun because otherwise we won't, we won't have vitamin D. You know, governments have done a lot of work to reduce the, the radiation from cell phones. You know, cell phones are no longer damaging. And, and they were, but they're not, no longer there. That's one thing. The other thing is that, that doing, and I did try to look at the research that was done, and people did try to do some research on the purity. And there is no evidence whatsoever that the Purif does anything with radiation. In fact, there is no evidence that radiation goes into the body and stays there because it doesn't. That's not how the radiation works. Not per it L. Either Ron Hubbard. kills you or it doesn't kill you, but it doesn't Aaron, go into your body. And per L. Ron Hubbard, it stays in the fatty tissue of the body. Right, and exactly. And you sweat it out through radiation and sitting in the sauna for five hours and drinking oil. Exactly. So, that, so what I'm saying is there's no evidence that radiation stays, and there's no evidence that, that also the toxins are stored in the fatty tissue. In fact, to toxins are stored in the uh, liver, and some of them are actually stored in the muscles. Yeah, but but Aaron, what do you know? It's not like you're I a know specialist. Not, nothing, right? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Aaron Albert, and, and you know, we know that. <laughs> you're not a, you're not a high school dropout, Aaron. What the fuck do you know? <laughs> right. And and the funny thing is, sometimes I would say something back in physics, okay? And I, honestly, today I'm considered one of the top, uh, you know, theorists of, of quantum mechanics in Israel. And I would say <laughs> something. I said, but Elwin Hubbard said something else. And I said, yeah, but Elwin Hubbard is not a physicist. So <laughs> with all due respect, yes. you know, he has the right to talk maybe about religious issue. He does not know physics. He could not pass a single course on physics. He took a course in, in nuclear physics in George, George W. University, which he was allowed to admit. He was admitted to that course because he lied about his high school diploma. Right. <laughs> and he forged an high school diploma. And he wasn't able to graduate that course. Right. And, and so, and, and so, you know, and he, he, he keeps like coming down on Einstein. He said, well, I've never, I, I, nobody ever under, could understand Einstein, but that's not true. I mean, <laughs> we use, we use the theory of relativity every day because when you work with accelerators, you have to use the theory of relativity. You know, electrons move at very close to the speed of light. <laughs> so we work with that all the time. And, and it, I actually had a problem with that, even if it's a Yes. yes. And I kind of kept saying, well, you know, you kind of using it figuratively. You know, there's a called, <laughs> called the, the, the cognitive dissonance, right? Yes, kind of yes. explain to yourself things because you want to believe. Exactly. That, and, 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 and honestly, I got to tell you, so I've seen very intelligent people in Santos, yeah. very intelligent people. And I think intelligent people fall for it, like, like non-intelligent people fall for it. Yes. And I think what you really, people that are, are vulnerable to it are out, number one, if you actually have a problem in your life. Mm -hmm. And number two, if you're looking for a spiritual enhancement. Exactly. Because it, those it, people it, are vulnerable. 
Wait, Aaron, I got to say, number three, and I have found this to be more true even than number one and number two, if you have someone who has a desire to try and help other people, right? this is actually, in my yeah. mind, the single element that sets, a, sets Scientologists. Who becomes a Scientologist? People that believe that there is something there that they can use to help other people, Others. yeah, even right, more than helping themselves. Sure, you're absolutely right, Mike. And, and let me let me respond to that. Actually, I respond to that with a fact. Okay, when I was declared, and over all of a sudden, a few hundred people left my Facebook. Mm-hmm. But you know what happened? About half of them, more than half of them, was people that got their counseling for me in, in the capacity of a, as an auditor or supervisor, and they wrote me. They wrote me. And they kept in touch with me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you know what? Because I always felt that my desire to help those people was stronger than my desire was to follow Elron L- Hubbard. Right. In fact, I don't call him Elron Hubbard anymore. I call him Lafayette R. Hubbard, just to piss <laughs> him off. Because <laughs> his name was Lafayette. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not Ron. Ron is, was his middle name. Yeah. So the funny thing is, all these people that are still in Scientology kept in touch with me mm-hmm. secretly, but they did. Right. Which I find I did that. That is something I did not expect. No, because we we didn't have that experience. Uh, <laughs> most but, most but, didn't. Yes. Now I want to ask you what what ha, what is uh, how is Scientology received there? I mean you. You're doing these talks, uh, and again, thank you for doing them. How how is Scientology received there in Israel? Scientology here is is quite is very marginalized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's because it, 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 they they went through some some rough spots. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you if you had Tommy and Danny on your program. No, but I know them very well. Yeah. So Tommy, Tommy and Danny, let me just mention they're 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 friend of ours. Uh, they they left Scientology, but they started their own branch of Scientology. Uh, they believe in it, okay? Mm. So they have the right to believe in it. They're very nice people, uh, but they actually were, uh, they sued Scientology in Israel, and it was quite a, it was, it was actually quite published, and they end up with a settlement again, mm-hmm. And the settlement was basically more than what they sued Scientology for. So mm-hmm. Scientology ended up end, end up settlement. So Scientology is not perceived very well in here. And we, it, it's interesting because when we went to the org, exactly like you said, Leah, it was empty. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what they did in order to fill it up, first of all, they had graduation that day. They have graduation, you know, every every week in, in Scientology organization. They basically announce everybody who finished the course. And they had the graduation. There were seven people there in the graduation. Mm-hmm. And most of them were actually staff members, four mm-hmm. out of the seven staff members. But in the cafe, was full of people. And it turns out they do events for, for non-Scientologists mm-hmm. that they do that in order to fill this, the, the organization because mm-hmm. people don't want to come to Scientology. Right. Uh, but one of the things that we do is we don't operate only against Scientology. We operate against cults in general. And there are many cults in Israel, and some of them are very big and very dangerous, and, and much more than what Scientology is today. Well, that's, so, um, yes. Uh, good to know that, not good to know that there's other cults that are just as Yeah, they're, they're about a hundred, they're, they're about a hundred uh, different uh, cults uh, in Israel. Uh, we're, we've been working very hard uh, to, to actually fight, uh, pass some laws. Uh, that would limit the, the basically limit the, the, the way cults can act uh, without limit, limiting democracy or, or religious freedom. Yes, we are having a lot of problem because some of the cults have been able to penetrate uh, political parties sure. in Israel, right. which did not quite happen yet in in the United States. But I, I'm afraid that it, it is going to happen in the United States. Oh. Also. I know. Oh, it's, oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's been happening. Yeah. I know in Nevada there's there's a Scientologist, and and I know, of course, you know there there's other you know cults that are not Scientologists that are basically penetrating. Uh, but there's one big cult in Israel that 
were so very it was able to penetrate two parties very deep and um, <clears throat> so it's a problem because they fight against us uh when we try to pass laws of course <laughs> why wouldn't they and, and uh, just by the yeah. by because aaron you're you're mentioning this but i forgot to say this at the beginning that you're on the board of directors of the israeli center for cult victims yes and that is this correct. is what when you're talking about we and our work and that's that's what yeah, you're talking we, we, about we, we we have an organization uh they keep trying to do everything they could to defame the organization for instance the the, the the chief executive officer of the general manager it's called in israel of the organization is a very orthodox uh, jewish movement so they said you know what it's an orthodox jewish organization of course they're against other religion or stuff like that which right. reality is she's not she's a very <laughs> liberal person uh and so they they, they try and, of course and uh, and you know i go a lot of time in courts and kind of re represent management uh in, in lawsuits and uh and and you know we're actually doing okay because uh we don't settle great uh, we do not settle wish we had and, you uh, here and yes. listen, Mike, you should put all this up on your on your uh, blog, uh, how, how we can help so we to actually support. have a website. The problem is nobody there knows. No, I mean, there, nobody that actually operates inside the organization knows English well enough to have a, an English website. Uh, so the website is in Hebrew. Uh, I got you. Uh, of course, we have, you know, we have a, a, a Supreme Court judge on the, not a Supreme Court judge, but was the president of the... Uh, one level under the Supreme Court, which is the, the circuit court, mm -hmm. a federal court in, in, in the United States. Uh, he was a president of the courts. Uh, so we have him on the board. Uh, we have uh, some very, you know, very prominent people on Great. the board. Well, we'll put it up. And, and also we're going to put up your dissertation uh, on radiation and, and all of that onto, the, onto, the, uh, onto Mike's blog. And also, I, I just want to touch on this one thing before we go, uh, which I think is probably the most important you have a daughter yes who you and uh your wife have been disconnected from your daughter is in the sea yes. organization and uh where's what's the status of that she's still disconnected. so I, I, well i i don't want to be a tearjerker I, i'll i'll say that my daughter was born actually with a with kind of a a, a, a born a, a defect in her heart mm -hmm. and uh she was a, like a major, amazing athlete, an amazing student, but it was all, they said, okay, every five years, make sure you check to see that there's no problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's been in the CERC since she's 16 years old. She's now, she's now 31 years old, and mm -hmm. they've not checked her even once. And we tried to say, I said, guys, I understand. You don't want her to talk to us. That's fine. But at least... Get her to contact the doctor. I gave all the data to, to, to a physician and have her, have the doctor tell her what she needs to do. Uh, because one of the things that we found out is that I have also a, a, a birth defect mm -hmm. in, my, in my artery system. My brother has the same problem. My son probably has that problem. So we just said, okay, we just want to check because we don't want them to get to. 48 years old and have a stroke or, or a heart attack. And, and, but they, they wouldn't listen. They said, well, the doctor checked her because I, I, I actually kind of, I said, look, if she dies, mm -hmm. you've been warned. And I yeah. actually said to Monica, what's her name? Monica Yingling or Monica? Monique. Uh, Monique. Monique Yingling. Monique Yingling. Uh -huh. Monique the, the, Yingling. The lawyer, I said, look, lawyer you're a lawyer. Yeah. I said, look, you're a lawyer. Know that if something happens to her, not only and I'm suing Scientologists, but I'm suing you too because you got the letters from me. Right. And they answered, and they did answer. Uh -huh. I said, no, we checked her, everything is okay. I said, I want to know what you did. And they didn't, they didn't check her. And I'm, I'm worried about that because those of are course. the kind of things that, that can happen in minutes. You know, you but can of go course. for 50 years and then, you know, I already had four strokes. So, so we know that we are actually uh, suspend, uh, you know, vulnerable to that. But your daughter, uh, Scientology, has succeeded in destroying your relationship with your own daughter. Absolutely, absolutely. 
and and, and remember yeah. that's a girl that was like I said she was like the top student and top athlete you know in her class and uh, it's kind of very intelligent you know yeah uh, and where is she in the seward she's in Clearwater wow and there's no way to contact her just so everybody knows he could send a letter his wife can send letters the mail she's is intercepted she doesn't have a cell phone that she's free to use uh, she's probably been told awful things about her mother and father that aren't true and uh, views her family as an enemy. And like Mike said earlier, uh, once you're in Scientology and especially in the Sea Org, being a daughter uh, comes secondary to Scientology yeah. and cults like it. Family is a Satan association. They yeah. call it, right? In other words, it's not real. It's, it's not, not real. real. There's mean, not, yes, exactly. Basically, what Aaron is saying is that Scientology teaches that, you know, you can't own a spirit. And, uh, you know, your kids, your sons and daughters, they were once your parents. So, and they're going to be other, th- they're not going to be your ch- children next lifetime. So, there's really no reason to nurture this relationship. Yeah. And I actually consider myself lucky and, and my wife. Because we grew up in very warm families. You know, we're, like we said, we, we come from families of Holocaust survivors. Those are people that lost their families. Yes. So they put so much attention yeah. into their family and into keeping the family crystallized that we grew up in, in a way that you could not break the, the family contact between us. I mean, when, when I actually called Ofra and said, look, look at these guys, it's not good, he's threatening your eternity. Yeah. She laughed in the face. She actually did laugh in the face. Yeah. She said, I'm not leaving him for you guys. Forget yeah, because, about that. Yeah, because even though you, you, you got into Scientology, you were searching as a young person, you did have the foundation that your family gave you that eventually right. allowed you to leave Scientology. And it was because of that foundation that you were able to do what you're, what you're doing, what both you and your wife are doing. So thank you uh, for all that you guys do. Can't thank you enough. Uh, we are here to support you in any possible way. Well, I already sent you already some people for the uh, for, for your foundation. Thank you. I, thank you. I, I did already send. Thank some you people. for the aftermath foundation. Thank you. Thank you so very much. And we, we thank you and continued blessings to you and your wife and your family. And um, thank you all for listening. Until next time. Thank you. Okay, honey. Thank you, Aaron. Bye. Bye.